Hello and welcome to the Monday, May 8th, 2023 edition of the Sands and its Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. We've got a number of interesting diaries to talk about from this weekend. The last one was one by Didi, where he's taking apart a revenge rat, a PPAM file. PPAM, these are these PowerPoint macros that are sometimes used for malware. This particular sample came from Malware Bazaar, but the reason Didi picked the sample, because it nicely showcased how the built-in decoders and other decoders that are sort of part of DDA's toolset can be used in order to not just extract the malicious content here, but also quickly decode it. And if you're looking for some good data sets in order to test your analysis tools, uh, Russ has a nice diary about the use of the cyber attack database. That's something maintained by the University of Maryland. And then he sort of shows how uh, various uh, tools can be used uh, to basically make sense of that data. It's the first of a two-part diary, so the second part will hopefully come soon and give you a little bit of an idea about what different tools can do with this kind of data. Living of the land, still alive and well. The latest example comes from Renato, and this was a Friday's diary. Renato noticed the use of color cpl.exe being used. As typical for living off the land techniques, uh, color cpl.exe is a normal Windows binary. It's used for color management. So why are attackers interested in it? Well, apparently it is used as a replacement for good old copy. The destination directory is always the system32 spool driver's color directory. So probably also a good place to sort of tuck away dangerous binaries. But other than that, uh, no approach escalation here. Probably just trying to sort of hide the use of the copy command, which may trigger under some circumstances, in particular, if uh, data is being copied in odd directories like this, maybe that'll trigger some endpoint detection alerts. And then we have some additional fallout from the MSI compromise from about a month ago. And we got a, well, not very good update about the MSI compromise from about a month ago. MSI makes motherboards and I believe also graphic cards and similar items. And back then, one of the concerns was that cryptographic keys may have been leaked. That apparently has come true now, has been confirmed. Four of the Intel boot guard keys were found in the wild. Now, if you remember MSI back when they were compromised, uh, did actually warn of uh, that possibility, but I don't think has confirmed this particular scenario at this point. They just announced that you should be careful where downloading firmware from. That's exactly the kind of threat that the uh, 
could abuse these keys where an attacker is essentially creating malicious firmware for any one of MSI's products and then distributing it and signing it using these stolen keys, which of course your products are still trusting. The main target here could become the bias used in MSI motherboards uh, as this basically is sort of all about what secure boot is supposed to prevent from happening. But with these keys leaked, well, a secure boot is no longer sufficient to sort of act as that root of trust that it's usually used at. Binary set up a GitHub repository that lists all of the stolen keys. So I'll link to that in the show notes. Maybe that'll help you sort of figure out if you are using software assigned by one of those keys. And again, having software assigned by those keys is not necessarily an indication that it's malicious. That's probably going to come next. So one thing to look for is also when was the software assigned? Was it signed before or after the compromise? And while we're talking about a lot of Python and NPM package issues, attackers haven't quite forgotten about PHP, at least at hackers who are trying to land a job. In a recent attack against a number of different PHP packages in packages, I think 14 packages were affected with about 500 million downloads total. An attacker was able to modify the composer JSON file and basically add a message asking for a job. If you're going job hunting, this is probably not the greatest way of doing it. It's of course important for people to know that these developers uh, pretty much left their accounts unprotected, but uh, well, uh, maybe go the regular bug bounty route if you are trying to build up a pro portfolio of vulnerabilities that you discovered. Well, that's it for today. Thanks again for listening. Please subscribe if you're listening to this via Apple or any other uh, podcast app. In particular, the subscription usually helps a little bit uh, point out this podcast to other listeners. So thanks, everybody, and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.